0: I have an amazing guest for you, Anomaly. Anomaly is here, and he's been here several times on the fall State, on the radio show. Haven't spoken to him for a while, so I just want to catch up. Uh, Anomaly is a news analyst and hip hop artist. Anomaly, welcome to the show, man. How are you? All is well. Where you been? Life is good. It's I've been all over. How's everything going? Everything's great. Can't complain. Yeah. Amazing, man. Have you made it a new music?
1: I have, yeah. I, I released a song a couple months ago. It's called Way Too Jack for the Gulag. And I've been working out more, getting healthier. And I tried to make an anthem for people who are like, when Trump lost, they're like, oh, my God, they're going to come for us. We're going to the Gulag. I said, it's time to get Way Too Jack for the Gulag. So it's like <laughs> a workout anthem to escape the communists. How can people get it? Uh, so it's everywhere. Spotify, YouTube. You just search way too Jack for the gulag. Like uh, you, you're, you're way too Jack for the gulag. If they came to your studio and said, Jesse, it's time to go to the gulag, you know, you'd flex on them and your whole staff would be, will be prepared for that. So, Oh
0: yeah. They're going down if they come here. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you see what's happening in America today? How do you see things?
1: Definitely. I think my passion over the last year has been, uh, talking about the lockdown stuff, because I think that was something that majorly changed our country. Obviously you had the left, the Marxist type ideology that's been pushing into our culture. And then I think they went full human slavery where they just locked people in their houses. You know, they didn't want to let gyms open, restaurants open, and they treated people like prisoners. So you know I've been focused on that. And I think the future is being able to debunk that or because they have all sorts of tricks with climate lockdowns, variants you know, to use that as an excuse to do what they've always wanted to do it to people, which is, you know, control them.
0: Yeah, um, what do you think of this uh, so-called critical race theory?
1: Yeah, I think they just really uh, hate white people and I think they're exploiting black activism to really push a political agenda that's way deeper than that. So I think uh, at the core of it, you know, people say critical race theory and they're pumping it into the schools, I think that they really understand that demographically, you know, the white Christian base is the one who votes conservative and votes for smaller government. So they act like it's this big thing. They really love black people, but you see, they don't talk about 99% of, you know, black people who are dying too early and then they're using it. I really think to, to win elections and you can find uh, videos of them bragging about that, and then if you say they call you a racist, but I don't think it really has to do for love of black people or really genuine hate, but more just like a thirst for power, and they understand, you know, demographically and racially who doesn't vote for them.
0: Yeah. What happened to your hand?
1: I fractured it boxing. I uh, I hit someone's elbow, and my my thumb's fractured. Oh,
0: nice. Real men box. That's cool. Yeah.
1: So, Betas, beware! Just can I get a beta real quick? Not to me, but just to the world. <laughs> beta. Thank, I appreciate it. I need it's like a coffee in the morning. It wakes me up. Thank you. That's
0: right. So let me ask: um, Are you surprised that under this so-called critical race theory thing, that they're outright, outright without shame, discriminated against white people? by calling them racist, hateful, whatever, right? And white people are not standing up for themselves. They're allowing their children to be brainwashed with this stuff. They're allowing the blacks to take their jobs and all kinds of things. They are putting these black people in position of power without earning it. Are you surprised that the whites are afraid to, in their own country, because if it wasn't for white people, there would be no America, They found it and created the greatest country on this side of heaven. Are you surprised that they'll just land down and letting people intimidate them and destroy their country?
1: I think it is surprising. And there's an old saying, they say, strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. I think we had good times post-World War II, and it created weak men. And now we're having hard times. I think it is surprising. And you know, the right wing and the Christians and the conservative base, they always say, don't play the victim, don't play the victim. And that goes for us too. So it isn't their fault or their fault or their fault. It's our fault for being so weak and allowing it. So I think it's true. I think everybody's afraid. Everybody knows it's wrong, but they don't want to seem a certain way. So the response is they're losing, you know, they're losing everything, the, the country, the culture, the, you know, the, their states, their cities. And uh, it is surprising. And I think the pandemic really exposed that because when i started kind of going against it it wasn't just liberals who got upset it was a lot of conservatives who it's like they don't like to see somebody actually doing something i say that the republicans they like to lose in slow motion wearing a cowboy hat so it's like they become democrats but they just wear a cowboy hat and do it slightly slower so it's surprising and it's not just liberals i think there's a lot of like fake tough guys who they'd rather just make excuses for why it's happening and play this game instead of taking a direct stance. And you've always done that. And, uh, you know, you just say what you think. And that's that's kind of a lost art.
0: Why? I mean, uh, uh, the Republican Party is no longer the Republican Party. It is the Democratic Party. We all I believe we only have a one party system now. And the right-o Republicans and others, they are not standing for the people. They are not for the people. They are for themselves. I believe they agree with the Democrats, and uh, that's why they don't stop them. And I just think that we don't have a a, a two-party system. The right-o's are worse or as bad as the Democrats. They're just pretending. Even when I see them on different talk shows now, pretending to be upset with the Democrat is all lies. I don't believe them.
1: I agree. I think it's an act. One thing that stood out to me was when Tim Scott did his counter speech, right? Tim Scott and, and the right said, Oh my God, you're racist. If you call him an uncle, you know what? And that was the big narrative. And I listened to the speech. And the first thing I thought was during his speech, he said, you know, Nancy Pelosi, they're trying to print trillions of dollars. When we did it, it was a bipartisan thing. So he was bragging about printing trillions of dollars in bipartisan fashion. And I'm like, that's not conservative at all. But people get caught in the whole left versus right narrative. I agree with you. The Republican Party is too weak, too left. And in 2020, they easily gave up the country. They easily locked down. They printed the money. They did all this crazy stuff. And and now we're supposed to believe they're going to fight the radical Marxists when they're becoming it. And just like you said, they put on a good act. And a lot of people buy it.
0: Tim Scott is a righto. I mean, he's one of the worst. And I know, and I think he's up for election. I wish that we had a real true conservative running against him so that they can vote him out and put in somebody that's going to stand for America, stand for what is right, and not be afraid. And mm. Tim Scott is a true right man. I just wish they could get him out of there. As they should with the other right we need to vote these folks out and vote in people that would stand. These right over Republicans don't believe that you, uh, that they can be voted out or will be voted out. That's why they continue to do what they are doing.
1: And I think a lot of people buy into the left versus right fight a lot, but you see with someone like Marjorie Taylor green, I'm not saying she's perfect, but she'll take a stance. And when she does, they condemn her. They say, Oh my God, we got to take her out of yeah. this position. And it's like her, she's not the problem. If anything, There needs to be more of her that go further because, uh, you know, she's one person who doesn't just follow the norm sometimes. And instead of embracing that and saying, hey, that's, uh, you know, refreshing, they say, how do we take her away from her role so everybody just pretends like they're doing something? So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the pros and cons of Trump, the pros are a lot of people got inspired. There was more fight. And the cons, I feel like in the last year or two, people have kind of gotten lazy and you know, they're used to someone else doing something for them. And I don't think they're ready to admit that we made a lot of progress. I think we lost a lot in 2020. And there's a lot left to be desired in the Republican Party, a lot more to do. Yeah,
0: the Rhino's ridiculous, man. I remember when they went against uh, Representative Steve King uh, when he tried to stand up and tell the truth. And the rightos went against the man. The Democrats don't do that to one another. You rarely hear it, even if you hear it at all. Uh, and this guy, Steve, uh, Representative Steve Key, was from a, a Republican from Iowa. And he tried to stand up. They voted against him, they voted him out. It's crazy. I want to ask um, in South Africa, Mommy Africa. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> the blacks took over in, in Mommy Africa, right? And as a result of that, they are robbing and killing and stealing white people. They got rid of the police department, so they're killing the white people along the roadside. They're raping them. Now they're taking their land without compensation. I see that, and I've been trying to warn the white folks that South Africa is coming to America. And you can disagree with me on this. It won't change our friendship at all. Um, I see South Africa in America now. They have put all these radical blacks in our government, police departments, mayors, and, and things like that, and they're starting to vote in reparations. And eventually, they will go for the white man's land. Am I
1: wrong about that, you think? No, I, I actually completely agree, and I think it's happening quicker than people think. So you know, right now the minority, uh, you know, conversation is okay. If you're a minority, you're going to get this, this, and this, when, when white people are the minority in America, they're not going to give you things, they're not going to give you free handouts. They're just going to, you know, go even harder. Uh, So I think that's totally, totally true. And, um, it's unfortunate It has to be that way. And, and, you know, I think it's, I think about it, like with a building where this goes for everything, not just the race thing going on, but if there's a building you don't like, I think in in order to knock it down, you need to make sure you have a better one. And I think everybody looks in America, like it's so bad, it's so bad, it's so bad. We could have been better in some ways, but also the constitution and there's certain legislation that provides more human freedom than ever before. So these people want to really tear down what we have with no solution for how to make it better. And that's pretty much just the movement of like defund the police. It's like you're not even getting to the core of most crime. They act like there's all this white supremacy crime. But if you look at the crime statistics in these big cities, the racial narratives actually kind of reverse. And, and the biggest victim of them is black Americans. Yeah. So it's clear that they, one, don't care about black people, two, don't care about safety. And everything they do is make it worse. So I know what you said maybe a few years ago, people would have thought was crazy and edgy. But I think it's totally obvious that as soon as white people become the minority, that they're not going to give you things and treat you like a victim. They're, you know, they're going to probably just treat you worse than they are now.
0: And I've noticed that uh, mm-hmm. they talked about defunding the police with this radical radical, far left radical group, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. that was found by a bunch of fat black radical lesbians.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah true. fact check true i mean yeah true and now they
0: are defunding in police departments around the country and black on black crime black on white crime now black on Asian crime is going out of control mm-hmm. and the media won't say anything about it the um uh, uh white people won't say anything out loud about it And when the media report, especially with the uh, black on Asian crime, when they report it, they say it's white supremacists. And they're showing the story, the attack, and you're looking at the attacks, and it's black people, but they're saying it's white people. Like you can't believe, you, you you can't see with your own eyes that it's black people.
1: I saw a thread from a liberal uh, on Twitter and she was like shocked and she was like trying to figure out. She's like, I I can't understand why so many of these attackers are black. And it was like she's like, I went to Georgia. I did race training. It was her trying to cope with the fact that the race wasn't (laughs) what she thought it was. And I've been telling people because I think the Republicans fall into this uh, trap of just calling everybody racist and trying to play the same game. as left. I've been saying where the the attacks on Jewish people in Beverly Hills and the attacks on Asian people, it doesn't really have to do with anti-Semitism or racism. It has to do with high crime areas just being high crime and areas that used to be safe like Beverly Hills and and like probably parts of San Francisco, New York. They're just not as safe anymore because crime rose. So it's not this like conspiracy against Asians. It's Asian people in these high crime areas are now targets because people are out of control. And it's only going to get worse because with the Black Lives Matter riots, they send out a bad signal to criminals, to violent, you know, offenders, like, hey, this is actually activism. You know, if you break things and you steal things and you hit people, we'll, we'll act like you're the good guy. So I think and they make it easier with uh legislation to steal and, you know, bail them out of jail. So I think that, you know, combined with the pandemic, combined with just the rise in, you know, demographics and and ideology, it's just uh it's only gonna get worse. It has nothing to do with racism, it's just criminal crime.
0: Yeah. It's, it's common knowledge in the black community and Asian communities that the Asians have been under attack for a long time by the blacks because when they first come to this country, they, they tend to set up shop in the black communities, stores yeah. and businesses and things like that, and they have to fight off the blacks because the blacks go into the business, they rob, they steal it, they kill, and the Asians been fighting that for years, so it's common knowledge that they are doing it, and now they're brought in, in Los Angeles, they're brought in this guy by the name of George Gascon or something like that, Mm. Uh, and he is endorsing Black Lives Matter, he's letting the black criminals out of prisons and jails, and it's just going to only get worse. Even the right old Republicans endorse Black Lives Matter and others and it's just making things worse yeah I, I, it, it's just crazy man it's going it's just crazy
1: you're right about that if anybody's ever been to the hood or you know whatever you want to call it just like areas where it's not as safe like whether it's asians or a lot of times like indian indian immigrants own the stores and stuff like it's like a war zone i mean i've been to certain parts of brooklyn where i've watched the indian store owners just get threatened you know yeah. like they have to deal with that every day, so it's no—it's—it's it's only a shocker to people in $5,000 apartments in San Francisco. If you've ever been to the hood, uh, the <laughs> store owners, you know, who own it, have to put up with a lot of crap, but they also make a lot of money, and they're—they're they're tough. I mean, you know, I—I I couldn't do it for a week, but they do it because they're—they're making the, the money, and then they, you know, go on vacation and enjoy themselves. But yeah, the Republicans are weak. Like I said, they lose in slow motion, but they wear a cowboy hat, so conservative yeah. thinks they're—they're they're saving something where it's like. I'm so, and then people, I say this and they say to me, Jesse, what did you vote for Joe Biden? If I question, you know, the Republicans or even Trump. And I'm like, no, I think they're not going far enough. Cause it's like, they're they're losing. And it's not just liberal cities. They say, well, it's just the liberal cities. It also leaks into conservative areas. I know people yeah. that are in red areas that because when the, when the liberal cities get worse, it gets worse everywhere. And they look at the suburbs and they look at that places and it's mm-hmm. open season. Cause they're like, that's where the money is. You know, and nobody's strong enough to really put their foot down everyone's afraid of seeming racist. Everyone's afraid of doing something, but it's like, I, I think the country is going to keep sliding until a real leader or real leaders and real communities just put their foot down and say, we're, this is not a big conspiracy. It's just like, zero crime policy, zero violent crime policy. And we're not going to beat around the bush, you That's know, keep right. people safe.
0: Yeah, I, um, uh, what's your impression of, uh, men today?
1: yeah i mean definitely i think weaker by design you know i think that um i think men probably back in the day they used to be stronger and tougher and now uh you know i think people people are weaker and definitely you see with the liberals to start there where it's like it's kind of their culture you know they're like toxic masculinity don't do this don't do this so they've just become doormats and you know i would say to any liberals who watch because believe it or not, I think a lot watch you because you're like their father that yells at them that they don't want to hear, but secretly <laughs> they do want to hear. Yeah. i met somebody that was liberal and he's like, you know who I love to hate? He said, Jesse Lee, I can't stop watching him. I'm <laughs> like, because he's like your father that's telling you no and you know he's right, but you don't want to admit it. Yeah. uh you know it's like they're, they're not making you weak to protect people they're making you weak as a weak male population is easy to conquer and control yeah and then even on the right the lockdown really exposed it to me because certain things i didn't care if it was trump biden abbott whoever and i'm like this is wrong and if you don't put your foot down it doesn't matter if it's trump or biden they're gonna keep doing it because yeah. you're weak and and people got so mad because it's like that you know with trump for some people he inspired them for others i think people were trying to be cowardly and hide behind him and think, oh, he's going to save all my problems. But it's like, no, he's, he's supposed to lead, you know, you where it's like, you're also supposed to do something in your community. So I feel like even on both sides, people are so afraid to stand up and tell me if you think this is good. I said it one time and it kind of stuck where people are so afraid to do the right thing and they're comfortable doing the wrong thing. And that's spiraling our country where it's like, they say to me, aren't you afraid of doing this? And I always say, I'm afraid when I do the wrong thing and you guys keep trying to, scare me when I'm doing the right thing. Like, why are you saying that? I'm like, you should be afraid for knowing that what you're doing is wrong That's and right. doing it out of comfortability. And when that happens, when people are more afraid to do the wrong thing than the right thing, this country could shift overnight. But even on the right, I think there's a lot of, you know, uh, fake tough guys and just like, oh my God, I, I wouldn't say that, but I know it's true. Well, then you're absolutely
0: right, man. Absolutely. When I, as you know, I grew up in Alabama on a plantation under the Jim Crow laws. I never. If a male or uh, was a weak male, he was called a sissy. He was men didn't put up with that. Women didn't put up with that. They would call it what it was, what it is. uh, Any man that has fear is weak. It's not normal for a man to have fear. Any man that has fear is a woman. He's a female, and Mm -hmm. he needs to overcome his mama. But Mm -hmm. uh, and nowadays i just never seen so many weak men, of all colors, really, but of all races. I've never seen so many weak men in my whole born days. It's horrible. that There's an order to life of God in Christ, Christ and man, man over woman and woman over children. And that order has reversed itself, been forced, reversed, right? And now the woman is over the men, and the men acting like little beta males and being... They're getting involved with married women, older women, women with children. They're afraid to speak up. Women are beating them up in the public at home and everywhere else. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't know if you see it on your page, but if you say something brutally honest, that's raw, a lot of people don't come in the comments and say, Oh my God, thank you so much. I start seeing, Oh my God, fear for this man's life. This man's in trouble where it's like, they're not only scared to tell the truth themselves, but they try to scare other people. Like that's become the status quo in the truth or movement. Like, ooh, this guy's going to die if he says that. And I'm like, this is such a weak mentality where it's like, you're going to die eventually. And if you're, right. if you're a coward your whole life, like, what are you going to accomplish? If, if Muhammad Ali was afraid of a brain aneurysm, he never would have boxed. If a, if a football <laughs> player is afraid of injury, like, you can't do anything great in this, in this world if you're afraid. So for some reason, not just on the left, but on the right, the status quo is like, I'm so comfortable doing what I know is wrong for money or stature or fame. And when you say the right thing, I'm going to try to scare you. Cause I'm scared. I'm like, not only are you not going to scare me, but I want to let people know that that's, that's, you know, like a oh, Hillary is going to come for you. Like, it's not just <laughs> a joke. It's, yeah, it's somewhat funny, but really what it is is saying, I'm afraid. Yes. I'm afraid to say the truth. You should be afraid to say it. And ever. And I'm, I'm like, you guys got to stop this stuff because yeah. it's, 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 it's not that bad to say something, especially in America In other countries, you know, they take you away instantly. If you disagree with the government, we have the first amendment, it's screwed up. But like, if you don't appreciate it and use it, you're going to lose it all. So there, there is no reward for a coward. There is no like end yes. you know thing that you're going to get like a prize. Like you're just going to screw yourself over, ruin your life. And eventually there, you know, you're, you're going to run out of room uh, to be afraid in.
0: I'd rather die standing in my boots than to, to live as a coward. It's a horrible Mm. way to live. i got to ask you about your tweet. My producer gave this to me. If Bush, first of all, I want to know, did you tweet it out? Because I didn't see it personally, right? It says that if Bush, Clinton, Obama, or Rubio did what Trump did in 2020, no conservative would give them a pass. What did you mean by that?
1: With the lockdown, with the 15 days to slow the spread, with the extension of the lockdown and the Operation Warp Speed vaccine program, I really think that, you know, in a way, obviously Trump was obviously incredible in so many ways, and you know that, but he almost provided this complacency where if George Bush were to say, hey, let's lock the country down, or Obama or Hillary or Rubio, no conservative would have fell for it. And I think with Trump, everybody loved him so much that people forgot to just stand in their own two feet and say, hey... I voted for you but i don't agree with it i know somebody his name is tony he runs a, a place in huntington beach called basilicos and he didn't shut down for a single day not a single day not a single hour he stayed open and one thing he said to me although obviously he's very conservative he said i'm so tired of these trump flags i want to see an american flag being flown because he's like you know people instead of like doing their own thing they just followed him and all year during the lockdown instead of doing what i and i'm not it's not all about me but I'm like, I don't care who's here. I don't agree with this. And here's why people were making excuses for Trump. And I just know those same people, if it were Biden or Obama, they wouldn't have spent hours making excuses. They, they spent more time making excuses for lockdowns and, and, and warp speed vaccines than they did being a man in their own community and being like, you know, kids are being abused with these masks. And I don't agree with, you know, you ruining my local restaurant. So I find like conservatives started idolizing Trump almost like a God, where I clearly liked him a lot. But it got to this unhealthy point where questioning him was like questioning Christ and people would rather make excuses for wicked things than like actually just say no. And I think that's where we lost the country or, you know, and uh, it's it's never been the same since then.
0: I remember when the Great White Hope, I call him the Great White Hope, right? and uh, (laughs) We are going to drain the swamp in Washington, (laughs) D.C.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's like a literal
0: item. <laughs> I remember when he first announced that he was running. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And I said to the people back then, this man is amazing. He's what we need. But leave that little space there between you and the man, right? Because there will be some things that he's going to say and do that you want to agree with. And you should be able to disagree without turning on the man. But mm-hmm. if you are, if you don't have that little space there, it would be difficult to disagree. Or if anyone else disagrees, you're going to get mad at them for um, for disagreeing. So even though I love the president, uh, the great white hope, Donald Trump, I, still, I always have a little space there because I know he's going to do something or say something that I don't agree with. And I'm able to speak up about it, but it doesn't change my support for him.
1: And I think that happened last year. And it's in, to me, it has become a religion where you're talking to somebody who really, really liked him. Um, you know, I keep hearing these theories. Like it's like, he's secretly the president. He's going to come back. He's going to return. <laughs> he's going to turn. And I'm thinking Christ is going to return or Trump's going to return. Like they've replaced Christ with Trump. And instead, and I don't think it comes from a place of strength and loving Trump. I think these people are so afraid to actually do something themselves. Yeah. And they were just hiding behind Trump being like, he's going to save me. And the second that, all of their theories didn't come true in 2020, it doesn't mean you have to hate them. It doesn't mean you have to throw them aside, but you're actually supposed to contribute. You know, Trump can only do so much. And in your community, if every conservative man was a real man, the lockdowns would have ended after a couple of days if he'd been that. But because Trump was there putting on a show, I think so many people got so comfortable being like, I don't want to be strong i don't want to stand out i want to hide behind him and just push him forward and the second he went a different direction than they wanted to go instead of saying like you said i i don't agree and i'm going to do my own thing people went his way and then just started getting mad at me for being like because i took a very hard line stance you know i have all these videos about the testing about you know the whole thing the pcr test i have the book somewhere around here carrie mullis invented the pcr test he said that they were not made to be used how they're being used, you know, and no one's talking about it. DeSantis, Trump, I don't hate them, but I, I have my own platform, my Why own not? mind. I don't, you know, I don't just, yeah. so there's a lot of followers and I, I get that. But, I, you know, I think you say it a lot too, where it's like, I, I say, if you're going to follow anyone, follow Christ. And if yeah. you put a man above him, you're going to, you know, it, it's called idolatry. And I think that's kind of happened because Trump did so much for people. They've kind of, you know, replaced Christ with with him and it's become a little you know, annoying. So that's what I meant by the tweet.
0: Kyle was always putting someone else before them because they are afraid to stand up for themselves and they're trying to get someone else to do it. Um, what are your thoughts on twenty twenty four? I know it's, it's all so- weird. I don't like yeah. to do that, but no,
1: no. People want to know.
0: Can you hold I- on for a minute? Yeah. Let me take a short break. I'm at the bottom of this hour. I'll come back and uh, we'll finish up on this. Um, let me ask, will you have you ever considered running? Because we need conservative, real, true conservative men in our government, in our police department, men who are not afraid. Have you ever considered running for anything?
1: Yeah, I think I might be interested like later in life, but I know in order to get people's votes, you know, they they control people's minds and they control the media. So I really didn't like what the media was doing. And I think that's like a root level thing. So I'm in the media culture. Even children's books. I, I'm more interested in poetry and stuff, doing stuff like that. So politics, maybe later, but I would have to get a legal degree, like and study law, because I know a lot of it is just legal jargon and stuff. I I wouldn't just run a campaign and try to run. I would run to win. So maybe later, but I'm more interested in. I think the media, if you can control what people are thinking, you can control what they buy, what they sell, and you know, even yeah. you know, I know you talk to the black community a lot from your perspective, where it's like they've they've kind of. You know, had a monopoly on the thought process, and that has then you know gone downstream to what they what they vote for. So yeah. that's kind of my angle right now.
0: Amazing, I uh, I uh, I'm glad to have you on today, man. Thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, of course, thank you. Um,
0: right now, do you see anyone in the conservative movement, even though it's not really strong, that can run for president? that You would uh, cons- as of today tomorrow would we'll take care of itself, but today, do you see anyone that you would vote for?
1: Yeah, I think I've learned my lesson as president. As far- yeah, I've learned my lesson to just go full in on anybody, so I'm very skeptical of a few people, but I think the clear front runner in the Republican Party is DeSantis at this point because of his stance against the medical stuff. So I think he seems like a strong leader. Me personally, I like Rand Paul and Thomas Massey better, but I don't know if they have what it takes to win. Uh, You know, as much as I liked what Trump did, I really don't trust him anymore after the lockdown because, you know, he did the 15 days to slow the spread. He said he was gonna open, he extended it. And then the whole Operation Warp Speed vaccine program, it's not just that he did it, but he's making it such a priority. Like he's bragged about it in his emails 30 times now. And he doesn't seem to really care about kids who are being forced vaccinated at their schools. Like I get emails every day saying, Anomaly, I can't go to school unless I get this. And you know, Trump's yeah. th- one of the reasons it's there. He seems to not even care. So I really don't trust him anymore. I think DeSantis is a front runner, but one thing with him that I'm a little skeptical on, although he's done a good job under the lockdown, is he passes these speech bills. And same with Trump. You know, they pass these anti-Semitism bills for Israel. And I just don't agree with them from a First Amendment perspective. I think the First Amendment's pretty clear. And anytime, regardless of which race it is, if you put a hate speech law it just blurs the line of, you know, uh, what you can and can't say. And I'm a little suspicious of that, but besides that, I think, yeah, he's a, he's a front runner for his pro freedom, you know, uh, moves the last year.
0: Is the, uh, great white hope, uh, is he in support of forced fascination?
1: Well, here's the thing. I don't know that he said he's in support of forced vaccination, but it's very clear it's being forced on cruise lines. It's very clear. It it's being forced a force, Yeah, But he doesn't say he's the leader. So it's like he said 20, 30, 40 times. I brought it. I rushed it. Not Fauci. It's me. I brought it here. I'm the reason it's here. So it's here and it's being used against us and he doesn't talk about it. So it's not that he says it, but you know, his word doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. I mean, he said he would fight big tech, he didn't. Now he sends out an email, I shouldn't have brought Mark Zuckerberg to the White House. Perhaps I should have done something about it. Like to me, I I hate to be rude, but he just starts to seem like a circus clown to me. Like he puts a carrot in front of your face and he's like, maybe I'm gonna run, maybe I'm gonna do it. But it's like, you had four years and I watched some of my peers get deleted off of YouTube, people that helped you win the election and the GOP sat on their hands uh, for a while. And that's why real quick with the election, everyone's running in circles around that, but it's like, it it really was lost earlier than that with Facebook and Google, they hate the president. They don't want him to win. They have rigged their websites so hard for so long. And I feel like the GOP and Trump, they didn't care until it affected them, which is a flaw because you know, they're, they're a product of who votes for them. Like Alex Jones, a lot of people might like him. A lot of people won't. His YouTube channel had a billion views. Trump went on his YouTube channel. So, you know, someone like that helped him win the 2016 election. He got wiped out in 2018. That's when Republicans controlled the Senate and the House and the presidency, and they sat on their hands. So I think, uh, you know, that's the yeah. type of stuff where it's like he says he doesn't agree with it. But his to me, his leadership, something changed last year, and someone told him that, you know, the Operation war Speed is his number one accomplishment. And to me, it's the worst thing he's ever done. So as a voter, as a citizen... His whole shtick right now doesn't appeal to me. I hope he goes back to 2016, Trump, because that was much more uh, appetizing for me personally.
0: Amazing. How can people hear your show, man?
1: Yeah, uh, on Instagram, it's Dream Rare. So you can find it on Instagram D R E A M R A R E, Dream Rare, all one word. I have a YouTube channel as well, Anomaly, and it's spelled A-N-0-M-A-L-Y. So the word Anomaly, but the O is a zero, A-N-0-M-A-L-Y. That's it. I tweet too much. You know, that's why you read my tweets. Some, some say they like my tweets. Some say I tweet too much, but I think I'm better on the video. So I, I would follow me on other things because the text-based stuff, you know, sometimes you're just popping off text. But yeah, I do live streams all the time on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram.
0: Well, I have much respect for you for standing up and speaking what you believe, knowing that uh, there will be people, especially on the Trump supporters, will be coming after you. But you you have the love to express what you see is right. And that's what this country was built on. We must return to that
1: absolutely and someone like you jesse i would vote for you a million times before i voted for any of these gop people even trump where he definitely did a lot and i appreciate what he did for the culture what he did to push these narratives at the forefront but i think your type of mentality where you simply don't care, you don't get emotional about it, it's a lost art and it's sad. so i would i would vote for someone like you a thousand times over every republican cuz they think pandering to the left is going to get yeah. them votes, but really what they need to do is just just tell the truth. and that yes. will translate into spanish. you don't need to do a special little thing for the hispanics like just keep it real, keep it raw. i think that's why they like trump, not for his little plans he did. it's it's just cuz he said what real people say Absolutely. and that translates in every language.
0: yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree with that, man. I saw where this uh, empty shell went over to uh Guatemala somewhere. Guatemala. You know that woman, um, Camilla Harris?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she went over to
0: Guatemala, right? And people were over there protesting, telling her to go back home. We don't want you here. Trump yeah. won, you lost. And the media didn't show that. And and and, and I made that point because you're right. It doesn't matter what race, what color, uh, male or female. If you tell the truth and not afraid to tell the truth, truckloads of people are going to be attracted to that. They want that.
1: Absolutely. And it's the same dynamics going on everywhere. I talk to people in Nigeria. There's different races, yeah. different religions, different demographics everywhere. But this same battle of good and evil, right and wrong, strong yes. and weak left and right it's happening everywhere people who are so beta that they're losing everything so yeah there's there's a huge population billions of people that are desperate for somebody honest and and that's really what rose trump to that ranks and i i think what really hurt him was the fact that he tried to play middle ground because it was a tough situation and i really think like in 2016 he wasn't thinking like maybe they won't like that i think he was thinking I'm going to just say exactly what I've been thinking for a long time. And I, you know, that's what you do. And I, I really think people underestimate how popular it is because people love that.
0: Um, I gotta let you go, man. But one last thing about that, I think at some point, and I've heard this, I'm, I don't have any real proof, but at some point, Donald Trump started to listen to his daughter and her husband. And that's uh, one of the reasons he made some bad decisions because the daughter seemed a little more liberal she and her her husband, uh, Jared Kushner or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that was possible?
1: I absolutely think that's possible. And I even heard Bill Gates had mentioned earlier that he kind of pitched this idea, like before the COVID thing, if Trump did this universal flu vaccine, he'd get credit for it. And I don't want to overanalyze, but I do think Trump is one of these people who likes credit and it hurt him when so many people turned against him because he was so popular his whole life. So I think that might've been the way to get to him. Like, you're going to be so popular. You're going to be Mr. Science, you know, they'll love you. But this is a lesson for Trump or anyone else. The left really doesn't care. They're not operating in logic or reality. So you could pander to them all you want. I think about it like Lucy with the football from Charlie Brown, Republicans fall for it every time. They run to kick the football, Lucy pulls it, they fall on their butt and then they keep doing the same thing over. So you can't pander to the left because they'll just lie. They'll act like, oh, well, if Trump doesn't lock down, hundreds they'll, they'll blame him for all the deaths. Well, he did do it and they still blamed him cuz yeah. they'll never stop. So it's like you got to just tell the truth. You got to be strong. The left will never credit you for any sort of compromise. I don't think they care at this point. Well, the
0: president Trump did say that on Facebook Mark that the owner of uh, Facebook Mark Zuckerberg yeah. uh kept going to the White House and telling him how great he was.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's how I think that's how you get to him, you know, yeah. like you're awesome. And he's like, you think so? Like, And then Zuckerberg just pulled the football out. Right. Right before the election. And, you know, yeah. Trump, This is like the Charlie Brown episode.
0: Yeah. end up banning Trump. Anyway, man, thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk again soon. And um, it was amazing Tom. Thanks for coming on.
1: It was great to talk to you, too. Thanks. Keep doing what you're doing. And God bless Jesse. you,
0: too, buddy. Uh, you mature amazingly. I had no idea how much you had matured.
1: Thank you. I I do what I can. Hope I mean I'm getting older, so hopefully I don't get dumber and weaker. No, you're getting
0: smarter and stronger. And that's the way to go. Thank
1: Thank you, you, buddy. Okay. Take care.
0: All right. Appreciate it. Amazing.